Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ears girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. And Heather. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, Breaching the Generational Gap. Sounds fake, but okay. We finally, after so many technical difficulties. We just had a bunch of technical difficulties. We're here. It's fine. Um, but today, Kayla, what are we doing today? We're Anna? here with our friend's mom, Heather. Mm-hmm. Because Heather recently started listening to the podcast, and she is like one of the only adults. Real adults. That real we adults know. that we know of that <laughs> listens to it. So it's a very exciting time. So we out here in California visiting our friend and Heather. It's Miranda. Miranda's the friend. She's also here. I was like, they're going to totally know that it's me. It's Miranda. Surprise, it's Miranda. She was on the last two episodes, and she's back. Also, we might hear a cat again. Yeah, That get, would be exciting. Um, we love Sweet Pea. We, we stand Sweet Pea. Sweaty Pea. Um, <laughs> so we thought we would sit down with Heather and see what questions she had, because she was just, like, introduced to this whole Arrow Ace situation, mm-hmm. and we would see what questions she had and see if we had any questions for Heather. Yep. As someone in a generation or two above us? So one above us? It depends on your math. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> Heather is a young lady, just old enough to have Miranda as her child. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I guess I'll just we'll just let you take it away with, with whatever you have. Well, the Wait. first question I have is it Get just right seems it. very complicated to me that there are so many labels. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, there was very few labels yeah. for what we could call people. It, it seems like they're just getting more and more specific. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually exactly mean the same thing. So, you could be one thing and it can lead down this path. It just seems like it's mm-hmm. just branching out and it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I... From someone that's, like, more outside the community than Sarah is, I feel like I have that a lot. Because what we were taught, what were we talking about in, like, episodes ago? About being, like, paper or... Oh, paper, paper mache. Yeah, paper mache. Like, that to me was, felt too specific. Yeah. Even to me. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely a difference in, like, previous, because you were mentioning earlier how, like, you know, there used to just be, like, the category of, like, straight, and then the category of gay, and then, like... A spinster. A spinster. Or, or none. So, right. so there's people or, yeah. who want to have sex, I guess, the way you want to say, biologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's people who would like to do it with the opposite sex. And then there's just people who didn't have sex. They're just right. old spinsters or bachelors. Right. right. Now we break that all down. And even just even people that want to have sex with the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Then yeah. That even gets complicated because yeah, then, then you can go both ways. Yeah, then you'll and, bisexual people. And yes, and so people. that is yeah. just keeps getting, the, the, the web just keeps yeah. growing. Right. And I think, I think that is, one of the things that's changed has been like thinking about it in terms of like a spectrum. But mm-hmm. even when you think of it with a spectrum, there are things that don't quite fit into the spectrum. Yeah. So like, if you're talking about like a spectrum of like um, sexual orientation with straight on one side, 
and gay on another side, you know, you have bi and pan somewhere in between, but then where does ace fall? Yeah, ace. There's like um, no more for ace to go so, on that spectrum. So right. then you have to have a separate a separate spectrum yeah. for like how interested you are right. in having sex. Which includes the ace spectrum, but also includes everybody else. Yeah. Because everybody Cause else has their and own. also because it's a spectrum. Right. But then you get into the issue <laughs> of like, so era... Sarah's identifier, she considers herself aromantic and asexual. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those, aromantic, is about her romantic identity. Yeah. And then the other one's about her sexual identity. Mm-hmm. So then you have to break it up even further because there's right. your four different types of attraction. Right. But you also have to split things exactly. up. Exactly. So it gets, I can, it is very confusing because yes. there's so many labels and then people use the labels in different ways. Like, the way Sarah thinks of herself as asexual might be different than how someone else thinks of them as asex- themselves yeah. as asexual. Right. Like, the definitions can vary a little bit by person. And you can also have overlapping sexualities. So yeah. you can have, you know, you can be bisexual, pan-romantic, but also demi. <laughs> oh, that sounds, so like, sounds right. so what would difficult. that mean? So explain that. That basically means that you're so biromantic means that you are you are romantically attracted to people from more than one gender. Um, then pansexual would mean that you're sexually attracted to people from all genders. So it's like including people that are transgender. Yeah, not um, just- although don't, don't trans people just count as whatever gender they identify as. I don't know. From my understanding, I guess maybe that's changed since when I, I think first... It, I think it's Because changed. when I first learned what pan was, I think it was, like, including transgender, but I think yes. now trans... Or, oh my god. Now <laughs> pan more means that it's, like, anyone, they could be, like, um, well, now I just can't think of any okay, different gender. When, when, I, when I first learned the term bi... You're just attracted to a human being. Well, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because... Yeah. Pan um, is, like, regardless of your gender identity... It doesn't matter. Like, gender identity yeah. does not matter in attraction. When I learned what the word bi meant, I understood it as you're attracted to men and women. Yeah, but, but that's not quite it. Yeah. But that's the simplified version of what that means. Is yeah, that you're attracted bi to bi could women. also be like, oh I'm a, I'm attracted to boys and demi boys. Yeah. I just learned no, what it that's no no, I learned that's a different it's a gender identity, demi boy and oh, demi girl. Okay. I just really I didn't know re- that. Re- yeah, I'm not exactly sure what it means, but I recently learned. So many words. That that's a gender identity, not just a sexual. I understand your confusion. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning new things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I think because I think for people on the outside, especially that identify as straight or like mostly straight, stop singing, man. I they I it was silent. Me and Miranda were singing silently at each other. Okay. <laughs> I think from on the outside of the community, labels are very confusing because you can't just like someone can't just tell you about their life or their preferences, and you can automatically label them as the label that they want because maybe they have a completely different idea of the labels that they want. I feel like labels are most helpful helpful for the people themselves mm-hmm. because for a lot of people. It feels better knowing, like you have explained, Sarah, that mm-hmm. once you decided what your labels were, that it felt a lot better to yes. you. So I feel like the reason that there's so many is because everyone, a lot of people feel com- like feel more comfortable having a label, and so they try to find a label that fits them. And if it doesn't fit them, they just come up with a new one mm-hmm. because it makes them feel better and it helps them. Yeah, and it's not. It's the way it's. I don't want to say set up, but again, the way it's set up is. It is confusing because there are spectrums, but it's not just one spectrum. It's, it's not that like everyone falls on the one spectrum. There's a lot of spectrums, and they do form kind of like a weird web, as you were saying. And the the real answer is that 
I, I don't know why it's like that. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And there's only so much that can be explained. Like, there's still some stuff that I don't quite understand. Yeah. And, like, even being within the community. So if you're on the outside of the community, especially if you weren't raised, you know, learning what all of this meant, it's yeah. very confusing. For me, I think that the reason it's the way that this is set up mm-hmm. is because no one has the same sexuality. Yeah. Like, even if you look at two straight people, like, they're into different things. They might have different sex drives. Like, they might be, you know, one might want kids and one might not, even though they're straight and, you know, have sex and whatever. And so everyone's sexuality is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to break that down, you really could give every single person ever their own specific label for how their sexuality works. Well, that makes it so complicated. That's why yeah. I just think you're heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, a lot of people that are heterosexual, I think, are just... They put themselves in that box and call are. it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I just think for a lot of people who don't fit in the heterosexual box... Um, they want to have a community. They want to have a box. They want to have a box. And, like, some people don't want to have a box, and that's fine. I've I, str- I don't understand yeah. it, but I've that's been struggling fine. with... I struggled with my box. We yeah. We all went through that together. Right. Well, because people want to put people in... Other people in boxes. And right. so, if you feel like you don't fit in the heterosexual box, I feel like in the past it was, like, either you're straight or you're not, and those are the two boxes. But now people are just kind of creating more little boxes to put themselves in. Um... Which, for better or for worse, that's it's just that's how, how it is. I mean, is. I can comprehend the three categories. Mm-hmm. I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. And and I get that people want to have kids or don't want to have kids mm-hmm. in all three of those boxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I get confused when we're getting, like, that third box, the ace. Mm-hmm. You're a romantic ace, and then you you want kids, you don't want kids. Some want relationships, some want sex, some don't. It gets mm-hmm. very confusing to me. Right. I guess the only other way I can think to explain it is, like, if you think of, like, someone's sexuality as, like, more of, like, a Venn diagram. So, like, you dip into lots of different boxes, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, whatever's in the middle is your own little box mm-hmm. and some people's middle might be the same as a lot of other people like if you're um heterosexual and you do want kids your you know center part of the venn diagram is going to be the same as a lot of other people but if you have like a quote-unquote less common sexuality it's going to be a lot different which i guess explains why there are so many different labels yeah because it's my best I mean, every, yeah because like everyone has their own preferences so i think I don't know. The reason there's so many labels is because people are, like, with the internet now, people are able to find people that are like them more. Mm-hmm. And so they say, like, oh, hey, like, I feel this way. Like, I don't feel sexual attraction. And you don't either. Maybe there's other people like us. So they just find a community. And then they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we should, like, name ourselves right. so we can identify each other. Mm-hmm. And so, but it does get confusing because if you have just, like, the ace header. And then you right. have so many. And you have, like, your gray sexuals and your... um can't think of any other examples. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Okay. It seems to me there should be just three categories. Mm-hmm. And there's heterosexuals who don't want romantic right. either. They just purely want to have sex. I think They're that's... not looking for that. So in my mind, there's three categories. And then whatever you dig is what happens mm-hmm. in those areas, right? Yeah. And I can understand that. I think the reason that most people, or at least the, the reason like the LGBTQA plus community doesn't think of it like that is because there are so many people who dip into more than one header. 
Um, or like, and also just because, you know, there is a spectrum if you're as confusing as it is because there are so many different spectrums, Mm -hmm. but like, if you're talking about like a spectrum, like straight on one end, gay on the other, there's a spectrum of people in between. Um, and you can still be straight, but not be complete, you know, far left. Like I would say for me, from my perspective, the reason that it's kind of good to have more particular labels is because if you have your three labels, you know gay, straight, and ace, well, what happens when you are in maybe the straight box, but you don't feel like you completely belong? So you try to put yourself in the ace box, and you're like, oh, I don't really belong here either. And so you feel kind of like... uh, You're in this liminal space between the headers. Yeah, because that's where I kind of felt for a long time, and still kind of feel that way, because I'm straight. However, I don't feel sexual attraction to someone unless I, like, know them emotionally. So that's why I consider myself demisexual. So that puts me in this weird in-between place where I'm straight, but I'm not like a lot of straight people. And I'm also ace, but I also am sexually attracted to people. So I'm not, you know... You're not the like tra- a lot of ace people. I'm not like a lot of ace people mm-hmm. or tra- like the traditional asexual label. And so I'm in this like in-between space, which makes me feel left out of both boxes simultaneously. And so by giving myself the name demisexual, now I have my own box where I can talk to other people that also feel left out in the same way. Mm -hmm. So that, because if you're in two boxes at once, then you're kind of like, well, I don't belong in either place. Right. And I think, I think there's no harm in, in, in necessarily thinking about it as these three boxes or like these three headers, like category of straight, gay, and then ace slash other and you just have your trickle down yeah but but i think yeah i think there's no harm in thinking of it that way it's just as long you know it's just trying to understand the fact that like the lines aren't like they're not hard and fast they blur they they blur together Mm. does that make sense yeah i mean i get that they don't blur together i guess no, it's they, hard. They do blur. i mean they do (laughs) you're right they do blur. but here's the thing i just think that I guess that extra labeling, I guess I don't see the need for it. Yeah. Because I do know there's heterosexuals that aren't exactly the same. I mean, I understand that. But mm-hmm. in my mind, there's still men and women. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, there's gay people who will be men and men and women and women. And that's what they like. I guess there would be another one where you're saying they're bi. They kind of mm-hmm. fall there. Mm-hmm. So, see, that's where I'm getting complicated. Why yeah. do we have to just keep labeling it so even if you're heterosexual no yeah maybe you need romance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you don't maybe you don't want any romance you just want to have physical sex you see Mm -hmm. but it still is you're heterosexual right and i think um a lot of people who are straight um do kind of think of it as like why is all of this necessary? Like, you're absolutely not the only person who thinks that way. And I think part of the reason for that is because if you are straight, you're told your whole life that that's quote-unquote normal. And so because you feel normal, you don't feel a need to put a bunch of labels on it because it's, it's, just, how it is. it's just how it is. But if you're a part of a group or just you have, you know, different aspects of your sexuality that aren't quote-unquote normal, you a lot of people do feel the need to, to label them because they want to understand themselves apart from what's considered normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just very hard to understand the need for it when you personally don't have the need for it. Because to you, it doesn't make any difference what someone labels themselves other than, like, it's a lot of names for you to remember. 
because you know you don't need a label for yourself you feel because you're just straight and that's like whatever so it's hard to see the need for it when it's not affecting you personally mm-hmm. it's just like someone else's life that you're just like all right like, yeah call and yourself what you want and there are also people within um the lgbtqa plus community who also don't like yeah there's using, a lot of people that don't like, like there labels. are people who just will use the label queer and call it a day yeah um, and that's their prerogative. Yeah, there's um, there's definitely another spectrum of people yeah. who just, like, don't feel like they need labels or want a very mm-hmm. specific label for themselves. And right. I, like, struggled with having a label for yeah. a while because I was like, mm, I don't know. And, and in a perfect world, there would be no need for labels because everyone would be, you know, whatever. accepted for whatever they are. But, yeah. unfortunately, that's and not I also think it's helpful in. because the queer community I guess just to make it more broad everyone that's not straight mm-hmm. is it feels a lot smaller than it is just because we're not at a point yet like obviously you can talk about it a lot more now than you used to and it's like a mm-hmm. lot more okay but we're still not at a point where it's like super normal and everyone's okay with it mm-hmm. I see here the current legislation yeah. for what is it Georgia whatever and gay people adopting kids like, yeah they just still... they just outlawed gay people adopting kids <laughs> cool. in Georgia yeah. so like you know, we're still not all the way there, so it can be nice, like, having a label so you can identify yourself to other people and, like, find other people like you. So you can be mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, my name's Kayla, and I'm demisexual. How are you today? And what are you? It's and like then, a safe little group. Yeah, so in, it's like, it makes there. it easy to find other people that are like you if you can just easily, like, throw out a, throw out a title, and then other mm-hmm. people are like, oh, me, also not straight. Great. Yes. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's have a good time. Yeah, but if it were just straight people... And not straight people, then it would be. You wouldn't it'd be, be easier to, to like relate to other people. I feel like. What? Wait, what? It'd be well, harder to be relatable, but then you can also learn something new about. Well, yeah, people. it would be harder to relate to people mm-hmm. as quickly yes. without specific labels, because then you'd yeah. have to have like a whole conversation about like. Right. So give me your checklist of things yeah. that you like. Yeah, and also like some people don't necessarily like to go into detail about their sexuality. So if yeah. you can just say like, "Here's my label," instead of being like, "Here's what I like in bed." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, you don't have to get as, like, intimate about it. Right. Because it yeah. can be awkward sometimes. I mean, sometimes, especially for people under the ASM umbrella, you do have to explain what it means. Right. Because a lot of people don't know. But you can explain it explain it in, like, broader terms rather yeah. than just, like, like recently, me personally. I, like, got back on Tinder recently. I had demisexual in my Tinder bio because mm-hmm. I was like, let's just see what happens. And to be completely honest, I wanted someone to be disrespectful to me so I could, like, post a picture of it on our Twitter <laughs> and be like, guys, look, it's funny. Wait, but you wrote Demi Goddess. No, I changed it oh, later. Oh, did you? Because like, I was going to say, Goddess is very confusing because people yeah. thought you were, like, half Greek god. <laughs> people thought I was, like, a Pacific Islander. It's very confusing. <laughs> so if you put that in there, that means you're not looking for a hookup. That's basically, yeah. yes. For me, that's what it means. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people did ask me, like, hey, what does that mean? And I explained it to a couple people. And I found people were, unfortunately, very respectful and yeah. very nice about I'm it. I'm sorry the world is changing. I know. One person, even, <laughs> one person even was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And I was like, oh, is it? It's just how it is, but okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with the story. I don't oh, know. yeah. But it, like, it made it easier to, like, breach the conversation and be like, I'm not here to hook up with you when mm-hmm. I could just throw out a word that I knew they would ask about so mm-hmm. I could get rid of any awkwardness. Or they would already know what it meant. Or they would already know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, to breach any awkwardness of them being like, hey, let's have sex. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> don't want to. Yeah. So I guess I get where you could use a label because honestly, I'm going to sound old fashioned, but mm-hmm. I, I really just don't care what people do with yeah. their relationships. Well, great. <laughs> you do what you want to do. And that doesn't sound old fashioned. That's, 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 that's a lot better. Well, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't matter. I don't want anybody putting 
let's say their business in my face. She doesn't want I to don't see care. PDA from anyone. From anyone. <laughs> Same. Tag yourself. I, because I just think, you know what, what you do and what you like, what makes you happy, you do it. And mm-hmm. that should be it. But it shouldn't be something where you have to, um, I don't know, like put it out there, advertise for everyone. It's no one's business but your own. That mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel. So, But I can understand now if you're trying to meet someone that has yeah. the same interest of mm-hmm. that. Otherwise, like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I also think that's what's different about just, like, college life versus real yeah. adult life is when you're a real adult, you just don't go out, and, like, in your workplace or in the grocery store and be like, hey, this is my sexuality. But for college, it's just more people talk about it, it's, I guess. It's, it's yeah. just more Or just younger talk people in general yeah. that would mm-hmm. actually go on a dating yeah. app on their phone. Yeah. It's just... People talk about it more, and so you have to find good ways of talking about it if everyone else is going to be talking about it in general. Yeah. If I was in a workplace, like, I wouldn't see the it's not like anyway, really... it's like, I don't want to know what people in my workplace right. are doing. Right, I, feel, I yeah. feel like I feel like at work, it's like, either you're married or in a relationship, or you're not, and, and that's you all your coworkers need to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, like, in real adult life... Yeah, they yeah. don't need to know what to relationship know. you're even in. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't unless, even ask. Yeah, yeah, unless you're, like, close friends with them, there's, like, no reason for it. Yeah, people yeah. might not even know you're in a relationship at work. Yeah. 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 But for, for college life, it's just, it comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Relationship sucks. Stuff and sex like, stuff. It's, like, 70% social. Well, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the thing, too, is, like, it's a bigger thing with younger people because when people are, you know, hitting their teenage years, hitting young adulthood... And maybe they're realizing, like, hey, I don't fit into this box of quote-unquote normal. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a label to understand, like, who you are as a person. Yeah. And, like, even as, apart from the whole community aspect. Like, it's just, like, because you go from being like, ah, I don't feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. So you're out in this liminal space. But then for a lot of people, once you have that label, you can feel more comfortable with who you are Mm -hmm. and even if after you decide on that label even if it doesn't matter even if you never tell anyone that label like even if it's not you know publicized you're not broadcasting anywhere it's it's just also like understanding yourself and like knowing what's going on language is language is very powerful in understanding yourself yeah like with sexuality or like diagnoses and understanding Mm -hmm. like oh i am depressed or i do have adhd Mm -hmm. i think language and labeling yourself can just be very powerful in like accepting what's going on yeah Yeah. even if you aren't like throwing it out there yeah okay um talk yay do you have any other things that like you feel like you have questions about well that was the most complicated thing for me it to understand it's so complicated yeah I, I got confused for a minute there for literally, <laughs> for literally anyone unless you are like studying it and there oh, are yeah. people that study it which i think mm-hmm. is very interesting people go to school to study sexuality like yeah. that's so it's really interesting. cool but i think no one knows no everything. one's born knowing it and especially like i just taught sarah a new term yeah. and like sarah is I feel like much I, more knowledgeable than i am i feel like i'd heard it before but look didn't it up. quite know you continue i'm gonna look it up okay okay <laughs> Um, but yeah, do you have any other things that, like, you want to ask that maybe aren't as complicated? Hmm. That you're just curious about? Or just, like, college. Yeah, that's not, like, college. <laughs> no, college. I've been there. Bad. That's <laughs> not, nothing not I need fun. to ask. Things have maybe changed. That is true. Oh, they probably so have changed. But, I, you know, you, you, interesting you say that. <laughs> In general, history repeats itself. Yeah. And that's been going on since the beginning of man time. Let's just be realistic mm-hmm. here. The only thing I don't understand is, I guess, the leap, and this is not 
specifically for you. This yeah. is just something to think about. The leap from when did we start the relationships from caveman, where it was purely <laughs> just, it was to reproduce, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the biological reason we yeah. have men and yeah. women. When did it develop to all this? Then you had to be just heterosexual mm-hmm. with one person, where I think probably at the beginning monogamy. of the time, it was one dude doing whoever he could right. to get as many women pregnant, right? Yeah, yeah and then monogamy. And then, then we jumped up to that yeah. monogamy. And then you think about history. You know there's been, since the beginning of time, there's been men with men. I oh, mean, Roman bath, look at like the women with Greeks, women. Bathhouses. So, oh yeah, so we've always had this in the mm-hmm. background. What? So I, I think that in general, biologically, mm-hmm. We're meant to reproduce, and that's the bottom line. But after millions and millions of genes and genetics, I think things mm-hmm. get complicated and confused, and that's mm-hmm. how we get different types of yeah. people. Yeah. Right? So it's interesting to see how that evolves. So, for instance, I think maybe a person, and I don't want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. but let's say, is there a reason why someone would identify to be um, queer? Mm-hmm. Because maybe there's something genetically, like the body has mm-hmm. said, I mean, I know there's a reason they feel that way. Yeah. Maybe their body just didn't turn into the right type of sex. Right. That's that's the really interesting thing is that we don't know. Like, yeah. Science, we're trying to figure science it out, is not but they don't up. know. Yeah, because I would be really interested in seeing, you know, if there's a certain, like, set of chromosomes or a certain um, hormone you could have because... Mm-hmm. You could look at, you know, it's very stereotypical, but, like, lesbians maybe stereotypically are more butch or more masculine. Mm-hmm. And so you – and maybe they attract lesbians who are more feminine. And so you think, oh, that, like, kind of looks to me like a traditional guy and girl relationship because there's mm-hmm. one more masculine person and one more feminine person. And it'd be interesting to know, you know, do those people have some chromosomes or something that are opposite that are attracting them? Mm-hmm. But, like, science just they, is they not They can't there. figure it out. the best they've come up with so far is that there's some sort of – chemical structure i don't think it's yeah. actually like genetic chromosomes, yeah. yeah but i mean every person has a different chemical makeup yeah, so yeah. when it starts getting this many generations in you're gonna right. see um changes which is how we probably got to this point. right and that's and what i'm because thinking we're more progressive in an open community you're gonna see people right. identifying yeah, with right. that chemical more indifference right. yeah because and i wouldn't we- even call it an indifference we are all original and unique yeah so those uniquenesses are becoming Right, but if let's say like I get so let's say you identify you're physically a male, but you identify as a female. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were supposed to be a well, yeah, female, well, and and something's something there. Went wrong. And yeah, the same thing well, with I mean that's an actual thing like intersex people that does happen. Yeah, where they're born with the people are born with the wrong um, genitals, or maybe born with a mix of two both. genitals. Yeah, right. And then the doctor, there's a lot of history on it. Yeah. But the doctor will ultimately choose what gender you are based on purely physical, like how big the baby's penis is or like whatever. And mm-hmm. the doctor could completely assign the baby the wrong gender or the wrong sex. Right. Yeah, so with, with kids, how they feel, right. Yeah, so a lot of kids will grow up being intersex. And I think this could be so wrong and like bad. But I think I read a statistic that a lot of kids that are intersex do end up being trans because mm-hmm. they were just assigned, assigned the, the wrong, wrong gender by the random doctor that they had. So, like, it yeah. literally does happen. That's actually something genetic you learn about. Like, if you take, like, AP bi or something, that's, like, mm-hmm. that's some that's the one thing we do know quite a bit about. Yeah, mm-hmm. is intersex. Babies. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, 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 it's very chromosomal. But even maybe so, so then uh, as an ace. Mm-hmm. 
maybe there's something in the genetic makeup yeah. because think about you millions and millions and millions and millions of births, right? We keep mm-hmm. going, we keep going. Maybe something in there in you or something mm-hmm. is more of something or less. I, I'm right. not a biology major. That's mm-hmm. Miranda. <laughs> I'm not a biology but, <laughs> but you know, you understand it. But what I'm saying is, so sometimes I think it goes down to the basic like genetic code or something, mm-hmm. but you still have to right. live. It's, yeah. it's, you still have to go. Yeah, because, like, my family, weirdly high amount of non-straight people in my family. So it's got to be, like, if mm-hmm. not genetic, like, something that I mean, can be, like, maybe. So, I mean, something down. social at least. Yeah. Because I think, for me, as a psychology major, <laughs> we learn a lot about, like, evolution. And we were just learning, we were doing the romance chapter in my social psych class. And a lot of it, a lot of theorists try to draw it back to evolution because and like what we originally needed as like cavemen and women because they'll say if you look at surveys and the statistics men value looks more in relationships and women value resources like money and jobs and stuff that's just like mm-hmm. how it falls that's very for people right so it's very it. primitive because men all men wanted in the beginning was sex to spread their genes and have children but women had to actually carry the child and so all they wanted was resources because they needed someone to take care of them while they were pregnant yeah mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it so just, sense. like evolutionarily that's what they needed and so you see that kind of playing out, like, in traditional gender norms and stuff, but you also have to think, like, things have changed since then, you know, like, it's not as hard for women to take care of themselves when they're pregnant anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to think, like, over lots of years, like, that stuff has to change. Well, and that's the really interesting thing about being ace, is that, like, you know, however many thousand years ago... If someone was ace or just, like, had a low sex drive, like, natural selection takes you out. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, you don't reproduce. Yeah, you don't have. And so I think, I mean, I know that, like, ace people and gay people and whatever, like, they've always existed. But, like, a lot of the reasons that these people are, A, able to come out of the woodworks now, and B, there seem to be more of them, is because it's like our society has progressed enough or our species has progressed enough that like natural selection is not going to take yeah. us out. And like reproduction. But you're not reproducing. Right? Well, yeah. That's but why they're being taken now. That's no right now. Yeah. Am I, am I confused? Cause if well, you're, if you're, are you reproducing? I'm getting confused. Well, no, not necessarily, but like, um, I mean, some people who are ace do, but like, and some people who are gay will have, like they'll maybe use their they'll, egg. Yeah, yes. they'll use like their egg or their sperm. But not all. Egg. So no, right. not many. So still, yeah. theoretically, you still could be. Cool. But maybe it's just the numbers of births are across the world are so yeah. many. Well, yeah, right. Because what I think is that like humans don't need to reproduce a bunch anymore. Like mm-hmm. our soul. Got, there's too many of us. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course like, we don't. Like so, <laughs> our sole purpose for survival anymore like isn't reproduction, and so it's not. Like, people that don't want kids or, like, Sarah or gay people are, like, stunting humanity anymore mm-hmm. because it's, like, we don't need anyone else. Well, I didn't think she meant they were stunting humanity. No, I think she was saying like, that they would uh, end their, right, what did you say Yeah, like, exactly? natural humanity. Natural, natural. What? Natural. What's the Natural selection. Natural selection. <laughs> so That's what, I, what my point is. What she's saying is that, so, like, back in the day, you would get married and have a guy who took care of you. So then you have all these resources to live a long, healthy life. So let's that. say if you're asexual and you don't find anyone, you don't have any kids, you might not make it as long living you on your own because you only die. have one source of income and maybe just die out. Mm-hmm. Die out. But 
now it's the same thing. She's not really going to well, marry and have kids, right? I'm saying she's going to live longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need, you no longer need like a heterosexual relationship to survive anymore. Mm-hmm. Like way oh, back okay, when, okay, 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 okay. You literally I needed that. to like be in a heterosexual relationship or identify that way to live. Mm-hmm. But now with like modern technology and like oh, yeah, people you can, can live on one wage, like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so that might be one reason that I we're get... seeing more ace and gay people come out is because like they're able to. Yeah, right. Because society is accepting, right. and you yeah. don't need it to survive. I get right. it. Oh, I was thinking that's yeah, 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 yeah. We got there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we sorry. got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something I think would be interesting. I think this would be a very interesting experiment. Give it to me. Experiment. I would. Yes. Yes. Sci- we're sciencing. Sciencing. So science I think now. it would be interesting to put babies, like pictures of them, with no clothing or any inclination as to what sex they are. Yeah. And see if you could guess the sex of it. Because I swear there's babies you're like, that's a girl, that's a boy. No doubt in your mind what sexuality they are or what they are. Mm-hmm. But then there's some you're like, hmm, could be a boy, could be be a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And it's what happens when they get older. Is well, that see, it's the, interesting because again, as a psychology student, <laughs> they've done studies where if they put um, if they put like a parent with a, like an adult with a random baby in a room and don't tell them what sex they are, they'll like play with the baby with the same toys and act with them the same way. But then if you go in and you tell the parent or the adult like, oh, you're going to go in and play with a baby girl. They'll specifically choose, like, oh, I'm going to play with a baby doll with them. And I'm going to call them words like sweetie and call them pretty. But if they're put in a room and told you're going to play with this baby boy, they'll choose, like, trucks. And they'll talk about how tough the baby is or, like, how strong Mm -hmm. it is. So people literally, just by knowing the gender of the baby, do treat them differently. And that's when we see people growing up with such gender differences is because babies are treated differently Mm -hmm. based on their gender from From the the very start. And it, like, so it's not even inherent that girls might be so girly. It's just that we treat girls way more girly. We nurture yeah. them to be girly from the start. So, like, so many of the gender differences could just be because we're placing them on them as right. babies. And, like... But yeah, I'm saying, I wonder right. if we were to just look at random pictures. Like, you take mm-hmm. a picture, 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 picture. Mm-hmm. If we would be able to say, that baby's a girl, that baby's a boy, that baby, I don't know. Because, you know, because <laughs> in reality, sometimes if you do look at them, you're like, you can kind of tell maybe their cheeks are different or their eyelash. There's something about them that mm-hmm. you can kind of tell. Maybe I, that's where I'm getting it wrong. Maybe it, I do have something in the back that tells me what that baby is. That Maybe there's something on them that's given it. But I'm mm-hmm. saying it'd be interesting to know mm-hmm. with no little thing in the head, yeah. no yeah. pink clothing. Could we tell? Because... Maybe there's those people, like you said, that maybe the doctor chose the wrong yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're wondering that, like, the ones who look more Do like, they look androgynous more- or more gender neutral, you're wondering if those are the ones who aren't going to end up necessarily, like, cisgender heterosexual? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Would, the, would this lead to, like, can we tell from birth Yeah, that this is a girl and this is a boy and this is maybe someone who could be confused or mm-hmm. something? I think it'd just be interesting to know yeah. because I do think that I, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think maybe I could tell. Yeah. 
for some of them. Yeah. I mean, I think it would, it would definitely be interesting just experiments like that and just seeing the genetic makeup of different people or like their chemical balances mm-hmm. and then seeing how that correlates with someone's... Seeing if you can predict. Yeah. Know. Like seeing if I could look at Miranda's chemical balance and Sarah's and being able to look at them and say, well, that's the chemical balance of an ace person and that's the chemical balance of a straight person. Like that'd be super interesting if science could get to that point. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a chemical balance. However, yeah. my only worry for science getting to that point is once we know what caused it, people will know how to quote-unquote fix it. Yeah. And so then they can start mm-hmm. doing There's procedures to turn people straight. That's like Well, except for why wouldn't you let someone be what they want to be? Well, Just like well, we let well, people... Hey, that's, I'm glad you think You're that. allowing people to choose what they want to be identified with and make changes to their body. Why wouldn't you allow them if you could say, hey, this is a chemical change, well, I'm, boom, that's who you there's are. There's two sides to every... Every problem. Yeah. So there's going to be the people who are accepting of the fact that you could find out really early on and then how you might identify. And then there's going to be those The Westboro Baptist Church. Yep. Like I, the, I still the wouldn't the let them. Really early on, I would not let them make the choice until they were old enough to decide. I wouldn't think that the... You wouldn't want the parent to make the decision too early. I, I think the child, as they grow up, would also... No, no, we're just saying there's always going to be those people stuck in the old days. And I'm, I mean, who are gonna those want people to... are kind of dying out, but there's always going to be people... <laughs> who want to quote-unquote fix their child. Yeah, who are going to be stuck in that very bad way of wanting to go to mm-hmm. what's considered normal. Well, and then there's people like you who are like, well, let the kid be who they want to be. Yeah, but it's, it's like, so Iceland is like known to be like a super progressive country. They're the closest country in the world to like wage equality. But one of the issues in Iceland is so abortion is legal there um and in most cases it works you know just fine but um Iceland has one of the lowest ratios of kids um who are I think it was down syndrome kids with down syndrome and the reason they have such a low number of kids with down syndrome is not a genetic reason it's because when women find out that they're pregnant with a kid that has down syndrome they get an abortion so the problem so, would be, if yes. you could tell, yeah. since you were pregnant, if the doctor could tell you, hey, based on your baby's chemical balance, I think your baby is going to be gay. Well, what happens when people start saying, well, I don't want a gay baby? And so Well, that's what abort. I just said. I would not make changes until then. Well, you, I'm, I'm glad you wouldn't, but I don't trust I mean, most of the population that are bigots. She, and She's saying that people in another country are getting abortions because they found out their kid's going to have Down syndrome. But you know, in this country, we have that choice too. Yeah, but because that's you, why we're saying because that's we bad. specifically have the test as well, and you can right. choose to do something because it's early on in the pregnancy, right? And people yeah. do do that. So, what's going to stop someone from aborting a gay baby or trying to change their child's sexuality after they're born through a scientific? Because what if someone like, really wants their family line to right. extend, and they found out that their kid? Doesn't they? They know early on that their kid wouldn't want to have yeah. kids. So they could, against their child's will, as a baby, give that child a procedure to change the chemical imbalance to convert them to be straight. Yeah. And if like people have been trying to convert gay people to be straight for forever. centuries, like yeah. churches Can you have imagine had that conversion a therapy. Thing that yeah. they could like if, conver- do? if conversion therapy became real, because current conversion therapy is like an absolute someone. joke. Yeah. Like, what would happen? Like, if that got into the hands of, like, Mike Pence, like, yeah. what would and, happen? And, and regardless of what the laws are, if there is a scientific way to do it, people, are people find will a find way. a way to do it. And so that's... That's, so that, yeah, that's my one science. worry about figuring out the cause, is that people are going to then take that and use it to, like, reverse it. And then, like, that's There's just, always going to be bad people on every side. 
And unfortunately, there are probably people out there that would want to do something like that. Oh, yeah. For sure. And uh, even in, like, progressive places, like the situation with Iceland. Like, yeah. even with places that are really great on other fronts, yeah, might be people are still on this front doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Science. What a sad... <laughs> what an bummer. episode. <laughs> what an absolute bummer. That was it's just something to really talk about. Yeah, it was yeah. It was interesting, though. Like, it is something to think about often, the yeah. science behind it. Yeah. But it's, it's also hard science to bring up because... Science has good things and bad things, yeah. It's also hard to bring up, though, because it could be offensive to tell someone, like, hey, you know why you're gay? Your yeah. chemical balances. Like, people... A lot of people don't want to hear that. Right. Reasonably so. Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing to say to right. someone. Like, your chemicals are... Wrong. Yeah, like that's yeah, but the, but then what you could say. I like to people who are taking it for ADHD. You, you know why you're doing that? Hey, you know why you're taking this? Because you're a psychotic. You got to stay on your meds. Yeah, I'm not even saying ADHD. <laughs> oh there's no, I, know. I, I have, totally get it. You, you, there's so many things that we take pills for, so yeah. people mm-hmm. don't have to struggle and suffer because mm-hmm. that it does help. I mean, right. I, I can't even imagine if I had. Um, what is it? Bipolar. Mm-hmm. Boy, those people suffer. Yeah. So, right. well, and then what the sticky wicket with that is, they take their meds and they're feeling better. Then they go off their meds. Then they go here. Right. And I know people who have done it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. But without their meds, then they're suffering. They're in this bad place. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a lot of people out there who wish that they weren't the way they are and they want to be this way if they could take a pill that would make them i mean i, I think the opportunity for people to make that well, that's choice the idea of like someone who's trans is like they want to be they yeah. choose to they, have to have you know surgery yeah because here they are sitting here thinking this is not i i want to make the change so i mm-hmm. think that if we could like you said maybe not but give them the choice to maybe mm-hmm take a pill or whatever mm-hmm. it is to get them to be where they want to be because, yeah. because otherwise they're not happy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I, yeah, there's definitely upsides and downsides because yeah, on one hand, again, yeah, yeah, you could finally have people be able to be whatever, a piece they want. whatever they want. Yeah. And that would be great. But then you worry about just people taking yeah. advantage of that. And also on the other hand, like mm-hmm. the reason people might want to like make themselves straight is because of society, not because of anything that's like, like society is making their life. Hell. Yeah. So you, not, yeah. not their, Chemicals. Yeah, you would worry about someone taking a pill to turn themselves straight, not because they want to be straight, but because they feel like they have to be straight to, like, get a job or something. Mm-hmm. And that's just sad. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. Guess what? Yep. We're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really interesting, because like, I feel like a lot of the conversations we had, we wouldn't have had. Yeah. Without Heather. Without Heather. I yeah, I guess. This was really good. It's like, we're talking about, like, some difficult issues mm-hmm. that we probably wouldn't talk about. Hell Yeah. Do we have a poll? Oh no! <laughs> the hardest was my part. mom great or what? Yes, <laughs> great. No, it's not was an option. Great. Yes, yes, yes. But the second option. Okay. Yes, but the second. It's really hard to have polls for like serious yes, episodes. They're sad. That can be our poll. I'm okay. fine with that poll. All right. What? Well, <laughs> okay. Here's your poll. Was Heather a great guest? Yes, and yes, but the second option. A very scientific poll. <laughs> are, I didn't I tell you we're a science podcast now? Oh absolutely. We had a great conversation about um, science. You can find that now. you can find that poll um on our Twitter, sounds at soundspeakpod. Um you could can also follow us on Tumblr. Sorry, I had to Ooh, what? What just happened? Sorry, oh I had God. to restart my computer. Alright, guys. We just had a real moment of fear. Sarah thought she lost it. I thought I lost the entire episode. It was good. Anyway, 
I had to pull up all my thing. It was okay. All right, we're done. Whew, okay. <laughs> um, you can find us on Tumblr. I think Kayla already said, but uh, soundsfakepod.tumblr.com. You can email us, uh, soundsfakepod at gmail.com. Uh, Kayla, where can they listen? You can find us at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Cast, Box. I'm just making things up right now. Any, literally <laughs> anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us. I'd love it if you gave us a like and a comment and a review. It would help us out and be super cool. Hell yeah. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. And guess what? What? We got a new patron within the past 20 minutes. Oh, the tea is hot. The tea. Okay. So I'm <laughs> just go through them. So we have our $5 patrons. We have Sydney Mook. Uh, she can be found on Instagram at Sydney Moo. That's at S Y D N E Y M O O. Um, we also have Jennifer Smart. You can find Jennifer Smart by going to YouTube and looking up Lay Productions. That's L E H E N Productions. We also have Astritha Vinacota. Uh, she can be found on Instagram at Astritha underscore V. That's at A S R I T H A underscore V. And we have a new $5 patron. Who is it? His name is Austin Lay. And we kind of bullied him on Twitter into being a patron, <laughs> but not did. really. It was a joke. He's our friend in real life. Like, it um, wasn't, we didn't mean it. And the thing he wants to promote is a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. It is Twitch TV. St- no, who? Ha ha ha. It is twitch.tv slash Aris underscore tier. Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. That's uh, twitch.tv slash A R R I S underscore T I E R. Yes. So Twitch. I'm currently watching channel. her. <laughs> Austin is like in the chat talking. He don't think he knows I'm here. Incredible. But I'm here. What does she do? She Kara? plays um, Smash, plays competitive Smash and Melee. 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 Oh. Melee? Was, melee. She, oh, it's melee. So dumb. She does some, she does some IRL <laughs> streams. She's currently doing an IRL stream. Incredible. She looks nice. All right. Uh, and then, <laughs> so thank you, Austin, for giving us money. Um, then we have our $10 patron, Emma Fink. She can be found by going to YouTube and looking up Emma T. Fink. That's E-M-M-A-T-F-I-N-K. Thank you for listening. Oh, Where can they, like, find the Patreon? I already told them. Patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. I already told them. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Tune in next Sunday slash Monday, because this is our last pre-recorded one, uh, for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.